Welcome to Ghost Tales. I'm your host, Charlie May. Today, we will be talking to Miles and Jen, who own the Grandview Funeral Home, and also Josh and Myla on our investigation of the Cossack Home. Ghost Tales with Charlie May, connecting you to a world with the otherworldly. Discover the fables firsthand as you carefully listen to the events centered around the investigations into the paranormal world. Join in on the incredulous and inconceivable narratives of entities, ghosts, and aberrations. Get drawn into the authentic parables and power held by the spirits of the metaphysical realm. Welcome to Ghost Tales. Welcome to Ghost Tales. I'm your host, Charlie May. Today, I have Jen and Miles, and we are going to do an investigation at their funeral home. Guys, how you doing? Doing well. Thanks for coming tonight. Doing great. Thanks. So what are y'all expectations of this little adventure we're about to take? You know, I'm really interested to see who's hung around. Miles probably told you. Our dad started in this business when he was 17 and worked for this firm for over six, almost 65 years. This place, if there was any place he could stay and, and visit and hang out, this would be the place. How about you, Miles? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited because uh, this funeral home was so important to him. It was essentially his identity. He grew up here. He built a, a career, loved the people he served, loved the business. And so if anybody's going to be here, it would be him. If you do see that we have intelligent communication, is it going to scare you or will it excite you? Oh, man, it would be so calming. I felt like as I was vacuuming or moving through a specific hallway, I would feel like I had a glimpse of something. It was always, I mean, because we spent hours there. I mean, I I started working there with my dad 31 years ago. And so, and even we were there when we were in high school and growing up. And so there was always something in this one space. Really? Yeah. By the water fountain. <laughs> Do you remember that, Miles? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you feel anything here? I don't feel anything here. Is it because you were smaller and had a connection to that place, and now that you're older, you just don't even think about it? Your mind doesn't go there? Maybe, or it's just newer and brighter. I don't know. It's just a sense of something. There was definitely something that I would catch sight of at the old funeral home. Did it have anything to do with that picture? It might have. It might have. Is that picture here? Yes. Yes. Where's that picture located? It's in the hallway. We'll show you. It's by the college. So when my dad built the when our dad built the funeral home at the previous location, he had bought a farm with some of his high school friends, and they developed a farm. My mom would walk us over to the funeral homes in the morning and we would sit there, we'd play on the microphones and dance and perform. It's always been such a positive thing in our lives. And I think that's what I want people to know. Everybody, when they think of a ghost or a spirit, they immediately think negative. Yeah. But it's untrue. Everything vibrates at a different level. Welcome to Ghost Tales Part 2. I'm here with Josh. And Myla, how are you guys doing today? Great. Great. This is awesome. I first want to just introduce the two of them because we did an investigation, a private investigation at Josh's home. Josh, tell us a little bit about the house. Um, so I, I moved into the house in 2006, 2007. And at that point in time, the house was over 100 years old. It, my understanding is it was built around 
1906. And, it, and from what I could gather, was nobody had really done anything to the house. I mean, it was still like a 100-year-old house in every shape or form, 100-year-old windows, 100-year-old floors, 100-year-old plaster and lath, no AC, no heating, no nothing. Um, it felt like camping. <laughs> the house still is very much like it was, just newer. And what was your first inclination that maybe something was there? I guess when you walk into a house that's that old, it has that old smell. And does it sound weird to say like when you touch a door, it just feels like it's been there for a long time? Yes. You know, that kind of stuff. And this, maybe there's something here. Um, I'm a real pragmatist, though, in the subject. I feel like possession is nine-tenths of the law. I'm there today. Theoretically, I'm alive and, and there today, so it's mine. I also, uh, I've shared this with you, is I always felt like if there was something there, as I said just a moment ago, maybe it was kind of like glad that I was there because I was you know, taking care of the house and keeping it up. Every other house in that neighborhood is getting torn down. Mm-hmm. And anybody in the right mind would have walked in with a... Investigate it. Yeah. Let's see what's there. Yeah, totally, totally. I mean, I was like gung-ho when I was like, you're the ghost hunter? I'm yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, let's check it out. I got an old house. <laughs> and that's when I met your cousin. Yeah, well, so uh, if, if I can introduce Myla Please. for a second. Okay, so this is my cousin Myla. And um, hey, there's things that Myla would say to me that, that Myla wouldn't know. She just, like, she wouldn't know because I told my grandmother was like watching over me and like she kind of lost focus for a moment and like the way the way Mila did it with her hands like she like put her hands like under and it was like the way Mila described it was there was like a rug underneath me that kind of like saved me yeah and um and that's exactly how it felt I mean I can't that's not something I'd ever explained to anybody before Mm -hmm. so you were coming over Mila had spent a lot of time in the house she had told me some things that she had picked up on and I was like Hey, if you're not doing anything, you got to come over. And you, I, Myla, you, you know, give you credit where credit's due. It was really, it kind of took it up another level. I'm really proud of you that you. that you touch on this thing and that you're proud of it. And remember, I don't mind taking advantage of it. <laughs> there you go. That's my cousin Myla. <laughs> Tell us about your gifts, because they are they are definitely gifts. Yes, I would say that's what I look at them as, and that's probably why I don't have a website or a charge or whatever. But I would love to do it if it's helping others. That's the main purpose. So I do feel like it's sharing of a gift. When I was little, I used to see lots of people around me that weren't necessarily there. It was past people. And I knew that they had passed because people would talk about them. And since it was probably four, I want to say, we had been like three to four. We lived in this old speakeasy house. And I remember seeing stuff there. That's what I, I, those are the memories I have. And that house was very haunted. And you would push on doors and you would go down into like really cool basement. And that's where they used to play poker and drink. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But my mom would lock them off so that we couldn't get down into those. Because, you know, me, I'm curious. (laughs) I'm going to do it. But there was stuff even out when we went into the cornfields and stuff. The energy of the property, it was in Brazil, Indiana. There was Indian vibes there, and I remember that as a child. It was really intense. So moving from there all of a sudden to Kansas City, I was like, what just happened? So, Are you more clairvoyant? I just want to let people know clairvoyant, channeler, medium. They all teeter on the same rim. Yes. I would say I'm definitely more clairvoyant as far, I guess if that's, if you can see people and talk to people, I'm not a fortune teller. Now, if I see something that I think you need to be warned about, I'll tell you, but that, that only comes to me like they are, I don't know who they are, but it's my Mm -hmm. spirit guys is what I call them. When they speak to me, I listen because that is so intense. It takes so much energy for them to get me when I'm trying to block them out. 
So if they take that much energy, I have to convey whatever it is I hear. But I don't sit there and go, oh, and you're going to have six children. Yes, yes. I don't know all that. I could tell you kind of immediate or whatever somebody's sharing with me if it's your loved one on the other side. Mm -hmm. But that's it. And I'm with you. I'm a spirit guider. I listen to the spirits. I'm very much in involved in the spirit realm and the different dimensions. I don't think the average human realizes how much energy it takes for a spirit to communicate intelligently mm-hmm. with us. Mm-hmm. It takes so much manifested energy to even get any kind of communication. What did you think that night when you saw intelligent communication? Uh, words don't describe it. I keep explaining to people about these cat balls. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry, I'm a little off topic here, but you know, you also do a great job at being like, let's try to dispel it, right? Oh yeah, yes. debunk. Yeah, yes. debunk. debunk. Right, right, right. So I was like, you put these little things all over the place, and then we were like stomping around and yelling and you know moving stuff about, and those things weren't making a peep. Mm-mm. And then we're all sitting real quiet, and you start asking questions, and you. No amount of my words can convey what it's like to all of a sudden see these things just going off. Mm -hmm. Well, not only see them, but to have a clairvoyant see it, see the spirits. Yeah. And, you know, I talk about when it was Dan that was there with us, right? Mm -hmm. And he's coming tonight. Oh, great. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. And Dan's a special character, too, but he is standing there. You've got your camera pointing at him. The SLS. Right. Mm -hmm. And you see Dan's figure. And I keep telling this story over and over again. Dan's figure's there. Myla can't even like see the screen from uh-huh. where you're sitting. About the same time Myla says, there's a kid holding his hand. Dan is saying, I feel something. And then on the screen, you can see the stick figure. Yes. All three of those things coming together at once was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I should also say, there was never a time, and I've said this a bunch of times too, I've never felt like there was a time that I was like scared. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't feel like no. there was negativity or anything bad was going to happen. It just felt very natural. It felt fun, it, like engaging, enlightening. Now, when you guys were all gone and I was left home, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, I, I thought about bit. that too. I had a little, little prayer for you yeah, tonight. <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit. But, it, you know, I went to bed. I didn't, you know, I didn't stay up or anything. But it was so exciting and it, so it fun is. and engaging. And I, get, I imagine most people who are listening to this right now are like in this but this would be a real fun thing to do with like a bachelor party oh, or yeah. a bachelorette party. Or, I offer you know, parties for people. Yeah, I yeah. think that would be a lot of fun. Or teenagers, like yes. a 16-year-old party or something. I don't know. That would... Oh, yeah. Um, it was really exciting. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you can feel it. And for me, so I've always... I know I have these gifts, right? But I always doubt my gifts. Mm-hmm. And you think, is it all in your head? You have these whole stupid inner dialogue conversations with yourself. So that night really helped confirm to me that I'm seeing and hearing what I am. So that was like a big moment for me. And then to feel and get to see the people and see the girls again and that man and get to just feel him and then help him move on. Yeah. Oh, yes, the yeah, man outside. Yeah, yeah. so we should... No, 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 yeah, no. the should... man in the house. Yeah, then... let's give some was context he, he was the quick. one at okay. the window. No, 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 no. No. no, no. Let's give the context real quick. Okay. So um, Mila's always said, like, again, back to this original part of the story. Mm-hmm. So Mila's always spent a lot of time in the house and she always felt like there was this, what, what we call the Cossack. Okay. This like maybe Russian guy or something like that. He's like, you know, he's, I don't know. He's just, he's spooking her out a little bit because she knows he's there and he knows that she knows that he's there and it's been <laughs> uncomfortable. So they got this tension going. I never picked up on this guy. I never felt this guy. In fact, I think Mila was maybe nervous, in fact, to confront him a little bit. Yes. Okay. Mila's sitting on the couch. We're all there. The lights are going. The cat balls are going. 
And Mila says he just like came in from the back hallway. Like he's poking, he like, he knows we're here. Right. Right. And the back hallway as in where, where the back sat? door was Remember or more at the steps. Back door. Back, back door. Yeah. Yeah. Back door. So like that back hallway was like, seemed like the impetus of a lot of yeah. stuff. When you, then when you picked up on like the little girl again, mm-hmm. is holding Dan's hand and the little girl's holding Dan's hand because the little girl has communicated through What's the other headphone thing? That we yeah. did, we did the Gans failed. Yes. Okay, so through Ooh. that, she's communicating to us. They need Dan's help. Yes. To move the father along, and Mila is like reaffirming this, like she's picking up on it's happening too, and Dan's picking up on it, and Dan like does evictions right, like oh, yeah. professionally. <laughs> yes. So it's like kind of yeah. ironic, right? <laughs> yes. And, and like clearly he's like he's he's got something whether he talks about it out loud or not but it, you can pick up on yes. he's got something yes. that he mm-hmm. I don't know if the spirits feel connected to him or feel powered by him or whatnot and the only scary part of the night was <laughs> Milo was like move him to the back door go yes, to the back door that's when we put him out the back door yeah, yeah that's that's right, the right, one right, right. yes yeah, so then, Sorry. And, and he Mila, was with Dan at the back door yes Yes. Right, right. And uh-huh. so Myla is, this is the scary, this is the only scary part. And you've got the camera. Yes. Okay, and you can see Dan walking this bigger <laughs> figure out. A, yes. A stick figure. Right. It's like clear as day. There's no one standing next to Dan. And then Myla picks up on the, on the bad guy, the evil guy. <laughs> Look, the, she's getting nervous. Yeah, she's getting now. nervous. <laughs> it's making her sweating and thinking about okay, it. Okay, <laughs> so for the sake of conversation, just for the sake of the story, there's a second being that's connected to the property but never for whatever reason notices the house or that Mila's there never and Mila's like more spooked out by him than the Cossack we call him the Swede he's tall oh yes yes yes, he just walks through the house yeah yeah Yeah. no clue and anybody's there he might have done something dubious I don't know I don't want to make the story too long so we get out the back door and all of a sudden the camera pans up and there's like something on the ceiling up there yes and Mila's like it's him him." (laughs) she she? goes I'm out and then then right next to Dan there's a tall skinny um, stick figure and it was like Clear as day, it happened. And Mila's going, close the door! Yes, I remember! I remember that, yes. Yeah, yeah. it was the only moment where it was like a little bit scary, and then she's like, he's looking in the window! <laughs> and you know John, the orthopedist, yeah, 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 was yeah, also yeah. a robotic engineer from MIT, okay, went okay. to Brown, did all... Right, right, right. He's freaking out. <laughs> he's now addicted to it. Oh, oh is he? Is he coming? Awesome. He, he's coming next time. Okay. He's in Florida. Oh, uh, what a bummer. So yeah. he's like, uh, can we do this again? Right, right. <laughs> Right, so right. I'm like, yes. Yeah, yeah. So to have someone who is just some random person like John yeah. off the street, very highly intelligent, mm-hmm. to see it, hear it, feel it, believe it, there's something to it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I cannot wait, you know, for the listeners. Now we're doing this thing tonight here yes. at the funeral home. So that's kind of exciting, you know. Mila, do you feel anything too. from here? The funeral home? There is so much energy in here. Oh, no doubt. No (laughs) doubt. I mean, I would think. I'm getting cold already. (laughs) Oh, here we go. Guys, thank you. I'm looking forward to a fantastic night. Thanks a lot. Thanks again for doing this. Oh, yeah, no doubt. We are back in the aftermath. Guys, what did you think, Miles and Jen? It was really incredible. I mean, when we saw those cat paws going off like my dad was laughing and he four was, of them at a time yeah. maybe five. Oh, and the the flashlight going on and off and 
communicating with us and letting us know that he's doing okay and he's enjoying himself. And then when Mila was able to just out of the blue pick out one of his songs that he used to sing when I was a little girl, I mean, that just floored me. What about you, Mike? I just thought it was nice to hear or at least be, you know, receive kind of feedback that he's doing well and that he seems to be in a very positive place. And Does it bring you peace? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that was just incredible. Watching and, all those lights. And having them communicate. Uh-huh. And just for everybody to know, we called in their dad, who has been passed for two years. We were in his office where he sat, so we called him in. Well, and it, it was the, the whole experience was good, and I know that my dad has a great sense of humor, and so he probably gets a kick out of us being here together. We should have asked him that. Yeah, yes. yeah we should have asked him that. What did you think of the SLS when you saw something laying across the desk? Oh, that was incredible. I mean, there was definitely something there. What let you know the most that something definitely was communicating? What device? Uh, the flashlight. The flashlight. For sure. The flashlight. We would ask a question and, you know, immediately either the cat balls would start lighting up or the flashlight. But it was really, we were all focused. I was looking around the room and we mm-hmm. were all focused on that flashlight. And that's the thing for me. I have every piece of equipment that you can own. I've spent twenty to $30,000 on ghost equipment. But the one simple thing that costs $2 that fascinates me the most is to, is to see them turn on a flashlight. I don't know why. To turn it and to turn it on and turn it off when you ask them. Well, and they would glow with such intensity sometimes. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it was really faint, um, which just highlighted that sometimes his energy was really strong. strong. Yes. And that is also true. As much as they can turn it on depends on how strong the light mm-hmm. is. And then to have it go so strong to be turned off immediately. Mm-hmm. For sure. It's fantastic. It really is. No, so, we just, this was such a great experience. I'm so glad you. you were able to come. No, thanks for having me. And I think Miles wants to keep doing this. Yeah. <laughs> Am I wrong? Every Friday night. He says he wants to to investigate every Friday night. I think we're coming to your house next. Yes. Your wife is... Your wife wants it as a birthday gift with her purse. I'll be with a neck brace, but that will not... (laughs) You hear this? Yes. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks for coming. Thank you, Jen, Miles, Josh, and Mila. Thanks for listening to Ghost Tales. I'm your host, Charlie May.